0: Everybody, to the fifty-two eighty Nuggets Fast Break podcast, part of the Rocky Mountain Sports Network. I'm your host Jacob Burke, and I got Glenn Carlson with me today. How's it going, Glenn?
1: Hey, good, Jake. How's it going, Nuggets Nation?
0: Yeah, um, we're gonna, you know, get into mostly the Hornets game today. Uh, we might talk about Brooklyn, Brooklyn, a little bit, and uh, also look at the Christmas matchup that's coming up, but. Uh, just to start us off, uh, I wanted to do a quick recap uh, of the Hornets game that just ended and lasted a little longer than I expected it to.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, all in all, pretty fun game to watch from a viewing standpoint. Um, Nuggets obviously on the second second game of a back-to-back. Um, played in Brooklyn last night. last night in a game that kind of went down to the final few minutes and we were able to pull away. Um, And then, uh, you know, the Nuggets got into Charlotte at uh, 2 in the morning to the hotel at 3, probably had a pretty chill day, and then a relatively early game being a 5 o'clock, you know, 5 o'clock mountain game um, in Charlotte tonight. And, you know, if you look at Charlotte's score, you probably think, oh, we should have easily handled this. But uh, the energy out of the Nuggets was pretty low from the get-go, and it was apparent – I thought the offense was – was fairly steady to start off. I didn't think we were, um, you know, struggle-busting as far as the offense goes, but on the defensive side, Charlotte got whatever they wanted tonight. Um, And quite honestly, almost the entire game with the exception of the third. um, They were getting to the rack with no problem whatsoever. Um, And so uh, it was a little bit of a struggle, but, you know, we kind of chipped away at times and really never let Charlotte get out to a gigantic lead. uh and then uh you know coach must have had some choice words for the team at halftime came out in the third looked to be more of the same for about three or four minutes but then all of a sudden we got uh got a couple of really good stops in a row followed by some quick buckets and followed by some pretty impressive long-range threes from uh from MPJ tonight and i think that got us kickstarted. and then we went on a 25 to one run the remaining of the third and uh You know, we scored 30 points in the third, and Charlotte scored nine. And, yeah, you heard that correct, nine single digits in that third quarter. And so um, uh, fourth quarter, we, you you know, got beat in that quarter as well by Charlotte, but had built such a lead, we were able to kind of hold them off into the stretch. But they looked tired tonight, no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, coming out the gate, the energy didn't look like it was there. Obviously, last night in Brooklyn, you know, it was a uh, it was a hard fought game that kind of, like you said, came down to the few minutes. So you could almost tell right away, like the starters just didn't have it to start. I think they jumped out. It was uh, 12 to two. Uh, and that was that first time out that Malone called. And yeah. yeah, we got some good looks and just missed. But it was yeah mostly was just the lack of defense that really got us to that point. And even Katie Wingie said on the broadcast, like, look, the Nuggets offense is going to come. But they have to get defense into the game. And, you know, that's what they did. Uh, the starters, you know, they closed the rest of the first out pretty decently. And when the went out, it was 25 to 21. Um, and so we had come back and taken a small lead. But, man, the bench is, to say the least, has had its ups and downs this season. And we're having a down right now. Yeah, they blew the lead. And, and, and Charlotte oh, took a lead pretty quickly with that first, first bench stint. Um, But yeah, I really want to get into Michael Porter's night because he really brought it tonight on both ends of the floor. I thought, I, I don't know about the first half defense from him, but the whole team was bad, but obviously the shooting was great tonight. But what I really liked was that a lot of times Porter gets hot. He'll have a Porter quarter He'll score a bunch of points in the first or a second, and then he just disappears. And I felt like the Nuggets did had a concerted effort to run plays for him, get him into DHOs, um, and keep him involved. Did you see the same thing? And what what kind of what was your take for Porter's night tonight?
1: Yeah, you know, I thought he was. uh, I thought he played decently. I guess I would say uh, averages on the defensive side, as far as the rest of the team for that matter goes. Um, but offensively, I thought he was great in space tonight. Um, he was, you know, getting to his spots that he likes and, um, wasn't forcing a lot whatsoever. You know, he did hit a couple of nice twos as well when he had opportunities. And so they were all great looks really. And, you know, when you got somebody like MPJ, who's, if he's cooking, man, if he can get to his spots, you need to feed him the ball. And I think the team did a good job of that tonight. And I think Murray was starting to recognize that Porter was heating up as well and and working on getting the ball to him. And, you know, we saw, saw him, PJ, uh, nail, uh, I don't know, probably two or three threes that were four to five foot back of the three-point line. And so, you know, it was obvious that he was feeling it. And so, yeah, like I said, when he's cooking, you got to let him go.
0: Yeah, and I yeah, I really liked how they they made an effort to get him get him the ball when he was that hot and I mean, Jokic out the gate looked like he didn't want to shoot. Mm-hmm. He was very non-aggressive, uh but you know, that's okay. I think Jokic deserves to like take the his foot off the gas a little bit and what I've really liked from even last night, obviously last night Jokic was extremely dominant, but Between last night and this game, it looks like Jamal Murray's kind of getting back into form. Uh, He's making quick decisions. He's, you know, attacking the gaps that get exposed because of the two-man game with Jokic. And now we have two games in a row when, you know, just a few games ago, we, you know, had blown fourth quarters. Uh, Now it's looking like the Nuggets clutch offense and specifically the two-man game is starting to get calibrated again um and so tonight i felt like murray and Jokic were on the same page again but 12 rebounds that's a lot for murray um i would really like to see assists get back up to be quite honest but Mm -hmm. you know the box score shows him having three steals last night he got dpog i didn't feel like he played great defense in this one to be quite honest but where do you see, like, Murray's ceiling as a defender? Because he's been good at times. He's been terrible in other times. I mean, we can look back at the 2019 series against the Spurs, and yeah. he's probably the main reason they went seven in that series. But I'm, I'm starting to see – I always thought Murray tied our defense together, but I'm seeing flashes of him being, like, kind of better than above average. What do you think his defensive ceiling looks like?
1: For me, there's really kind of two possibilities here. The first one being if he's going to be kind of perpetually banged up, right, with ankle, whether it be hamstring. You know, I think the knee's probably full there, but that's maybe more of a mental thing. Um, But from an injury standpoint, um, will he be able to play defense at like a top-tier level? I think pretty close, but maybe not where he used to. Uh, the second part of that for me is probably just conditioning in minutes and just getting back up to game speed. And I think we're finally seeing Murray get back up to game speed, um, and, and you can tell he's starting to get more comfortable and, you know, he had, um, I don't know what the official stat line would be tonight, but you know, I, I did see several deflections. He got two pretty, pretty, uh, Key steals at really important times. One of those was that lob where Charlotte got the rebound and lobbed it down the court, and they had two guys wide open, and Murray cut it off and and you know kind of stopped that little run that they were on. And I thought that was a huge play. Um, and so uh, you know I'm looking forward to him um, just getting back up to game speed. I think at this point, and I think he's really close now.
0: Right. Yeah, he does look like his, like he's less hobbled than he has been in his recent games back. And even when he doesn't score or miss his shots, I, just by his movement and the way he'll, you know, like I said, attack a gap in the defense, it's it just looking more like Murray. he had a few drives tonight where it was like explosive right to the rack. Kind of mm-hmm. reminded me of the 2020 of the bubble playoffs where he was – Go into the racket will. And so he had a few of those tonight, of course, you know, the third quarter defense was outstanding. I think it was a combination though of really bad offense by the Hornets and some good defense by the Nuggets. But I felt like he was a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to get into the bench here. Uh, Reggie Jackson has kind of struggled the last few games and I felt like we all knew it was coming like he's not going to be super hot all season. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, had an MO of being very much a roller coaster ride. But are you uh you worried about Reggie at all? I mean, he had huh. what? Is it two points tonight? Yeah,
1: he only had two points tonight. Um yeah. struggled shooting. Um took a, a couple contested. I wouldn't say bad threes, but they were contested, kind of, kind of tough yep. shots. Um so, I mean, he's a little bit cold right now, not shooting the lights out um, like he has been at the beginning of the year. Um, but, you know, we're starting to see more Murray and less Reggie. And so I think there's a natural part of that function that's going to mean, you know, Reggie's numbers are going to, they're going to get smaller and there's just no way around that. Um, but I, I think as long as coach is able to use that stagger effectively, uh, then I think, you um, you know, I think Reggie can still be very impactful to this team, and so I'm. Not, I'm uh, to answer your question, Jake, I'm not. I'm not worried about anything. You know, from Reggie, I don't think he's going to be like this the rest of the year or anything. And that bench unit was just on the struggle bus like crazy from the minute they stepped on the floor. Um, yeah,
0: and Malone has changed his rotations again to yeah. basically a five-man bench unit for stints, mm-hmm. um, and Jokic mm-hmm. being more of the stagger starter and the. In the first part of the, of the bench stint, and I don't, I think I like that just because he does make everyone so much better. But Malone eventually gets to these five man bench units still, mm-hmm. and it was kind of interesting because Zeke Naji played tonight, and did he? Yeah. yeah oh, Zeke was the backup. Center.
1: Yeah. No, that was a that was a joke.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> two two rebounds. He's pulling a. He's pulling a Jeff Green is what he's doing, um, disappearing from the floor. And Malone pulled him in his third quarter stint, or was it beginning of the fourth? I don't remember. And put Gordon in that backup center for a short period of time. Yep. And, man, I just – I don't know where to go with Zeke at this point. I don't want to play Jordan full-time as backup center. No. But I don't want to necessarily play Zeke at backup center. Because I feel like it also impacted Reggie. And one of the reasons Reggie has struggled is he's not getting as much space as he was with those mm-hmm. few games with Jordan where he kind of blew up. And I just constantly feel like Zeke's in no man's land. He, oh, yeah. He'll he roll, but he doesn't show to open spots like quickly enough. You know, If he does have a smaller mish- mismatch on him, he's just not holding his spot in the paint where they're not passing it quickly enough to him versus a bigger guy probably has a bit of more of a passing window. Yeah. uh, Like like a Jokic, right? Um, But I just – I feel like they need to (laughs) rework Zeke and how he's using this offense again because he's clearly more of a three-point shooter than a rim runner to me at least. I mean, he hasn't shot any threes this year, but I feel like this has been a failure of the Nuggets training staff with pushing him into something he's not. And we should look to do something else other than having a DHO with Christian and Peyton, throwing it to Reggie and then running a high screen and roll with Zeke. Every That's like their go-to yeah. set constantly, right? Like yeah. put him on a wing, let Peyton set screens. I don't, I don't know. What do you feel like? I, should happen with Najee.
1: Yeah, the whole thing is really frustrating me, right? Uh, frustrating for me because it's not like this is this year that this just started surfacing. This has been yeah. a problem for quite a while. Um, and, you know, we've talked about this before, but is Zeke probably more before? Yeah. Could he play the five? Yeah. And I, to your point, Jake, I, and in fact, I thought about this during this game. I was wondering, you know, we have, Almost more coaches on the team than players. If you look at that (laughs) (laughs) guy sitting back there, and I just kept wondering, like, is this guy getting any development during practice on some of the things that he should be doing? Because if you if you look at those plays where he comes up and sets that screen uh, up up high on the um, on the perimeter, they're terrible screens.
0: Yeah, he's not making contact. He's more like a, no. like pushing guys. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he comes up and he makes like uh, you know, a tiny little glance and then drops. And you know, the thing about when you run pick and roll, um it, it's a very patient play and if you look at uh the opposite end of the spectrum with Jokic and Murray, they will run the pick and roll and then see what the defense gives them and adjust from there.
0: Every and, screen too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and so like, you know, um, they will wait for that play to, to develop, but if Zeke sets a lazy screen up top like he like he does, he like literally runs up, touches a guy, and then and then drops immediately. Doesn't look for the ball off that. Um, doesn't try any action from that play, and then the guard is kind of hung out to dry. Um, and so that's frustrating. That hasn't changed at all. That's been going on for years. Um, yep. And you know, there's two things that for me drive me crazy about Najee. Number one. He has soft hands down low. The ball always gets knocked out of his hands, whether he's grabbing rebounds or getting ready to go up for a layup or whatever. Um, And, you know, for being somebody that's almost seven foot, he should be dunking the ball on putbacks like crazy. Um, And sometimes you'll see him do these kind of like off-balance, fade-away type layups, like, you know, a little bit of kiss off the glass where I'm thinking just jump straight up and dunk it. And, and don't give these yeah. defenders an opportunity to knock the ball out of your hands, but he just never does that. And to your point, he, he does look lost most of the time too. And so, um, you know, we just extended his contract, I think probably a little prematurely based off of what was probably thought of as a good preseason. And, yeah, you know, now I just don't know what to do with him. We don't need another guy out there shooting threes. And so, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's frustrating.
0: Yeah, I I don't really know at this point either. But I think Malone kind of needs to decide something and stick with it because he had first half DeAndre last night and then second half Zeke yeah. against the Nets. And then tonight he pulled Zeke early. And what was always said about Zeke was everyone's excited for him in the coming up in the next year because he's healthy. You mm-hmm. know, he's not out. And this is his first season where he looks like you know, at this point he he might actually play a full season. He hasn't gotten hurt yet. And it's always been Zeke's in and out of the lineup. He gets hurt but then doesn't get back in when he's healthy. And now it's more of like we just don't know what to do with him. And it's tough because you're you're forcing Brown and Watson and Strother to make plays out of those pick and rolls when they don't go anywhere. Cause all we can do is just throw it back up to the top of the key and hope that they can create something. Yeah. And so a little bit of trial by fire for them, but I think uh, Watson has been awesome the last two games. Mm-hmm. Um, he showed energy in this back to back, which is what you need from a guy like him that's young and uh, plays a handful of minutes off the bench. He didn't have a lot of uh, offensive production tonight, but I thought his defense was good again. And mm-hmm. last last night in Brooklyn, he hit another three that looked good, had yeah. good form on it. Yep. And he's just been super aggressive. Tonight, I don't – it's it's kind of funny because before it was like, oh, crap, Watson has the ball in the wing. Like, what's he going to do with it? Tonight, I felt like we should have got him a few more touches on pick and rolls yep. or drives. And because he made – I think he only took two shots. Uh, yeah,
1: he didn't shoot that much tonight.
0: Yeah, and one of them was a three that he had to chuck because he got handed a grenade in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just felt like Watson slowly developed his offensive game, and he's just given what the game. He's just taking what the game gives to him. Uh, yeah, how did you feel about Watson? And he, I mean, his was, defense wasn't there in the first half. I should say that no one's was.
1: But. No one's was. Yeah. So I don't even know if you could hold that against any individual player, but. Um, I thought play, I thought Peyton played uh, pretty well tonight. Um, you know he only scored two points but again he didn't take very many shots and then judging by those couple stents of the bench offense just being atrocious, I mean they were turning the ball over like crazy for a little while. Um, yeah. And then it was really interesting because there was a lot of guys uh, that were cutting, you know there were a couple of plays where Peyton or Julian or even Christian were cutting to the basket but at really bad angles. Um, And then the guard Mm. would, you know, force the ball in and it would, it would would get knocked away or, you know, just straight thrown out of bounds. And so it was, it was just a, I think even Katie Widge just said it's just sloppy at this point right now. And that's exactly what it was. Um, But I, you know, to kind of flip on that point though, um, I really like that combo of, of Christian Brown, Peyton Watson and Julian Strother. I think they, each have different tool sets, and I think if you can get those guys confident and learning to play well together, I think they can be a pretty good combo off the bench.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and Brown was good tonight. He had the worst plus minus of the bench, I believe. Um, it's kind of ironic because he's had a few good scoring games, and then it just—I look at the box score and it's like, how do you have the worst plus minus? But <laughs> yeah. you know, he had 11.7 rebounds, getting on the glass again. You know, I think he's been burned more on defense this year than I've seen. I thought he did last year, but I i mean, I'd have to really dive into that to see for sure. But yeah, I felt like that first bench stint between those three, it just, we weren't defending well enough for them to be successful because that's what their calling card is, is defense and run. But I mean, they were a big part of that, you know, 25 to one uh, run because they kind of extended it as they filtered in. Yeah,
1: uh, I think much of that was Julian.
0: Yeah, yeah, point. and Julian's been an average defender this
1: year. Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I think Julian's been an average defender one on one,
0: which is a good uh, for a rookie.
1: Yeah, and I'll take that. I, I got yeah. no issue with that. But his off-ball movement and his position positioning has been. I think, um, suspect. <laughs> no, 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 no. Opposite. I think, I really? think, um, yeah, I do. I think Julian, you know, cause he does get a lot of steals and deflections. Um, and so I think he, I think he's in the right place a lot more than he's not at this, at this point.
0: See, I would, I would disagree only to, I think his digs are good. He like, he has good size and he's lengthy. And so when he's on the strong side and they drive and he digs, he's getting a lot of those deflections and steals, but when he's run off his screens and when he has guys on the weak side, I I feel like he kind of ball watches a little bit too much, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, which was kind of actually his MO coming out of college was getting lost off ball. Um, But, but I think his length, the aggregate length between all of those guys, those three guys off the young guys off the bench Yeah. I mean, it shows when they're on the floor and I really like the lineup they got to tonight with Jokic and Murray. And then those three, Mm -hmm. I thought that was super interesting. It's probably not the best for space, but that's a ton of athleticism. there's a lights out shooter and it's a lot of length around those uh, about around uh, Jokic and Murray. And so, I don't know if we had seen if we've seen too much of that i don't know if we've gotten to that lineup i'll have to look um
1: yeah not i don't think very often um but you know and christian's been hitting his three ball pretty well pretty nicely lately and so i think if you've got a Jokic and a murray on the floor and they're able to facilitate and run the offense if we could get julian um more consistent with his shot we know the guy can shoot yeah um, but he's been very streaky and especially from the three-point line And not he was ugly from the three point line no doubt but um if we can get julian stroking then man i think those that would be a lethal combo
0: it's funny he went two for five so he still hit 40 percent and also i want to say brown brown also went two for three he's mm. at 38 percent of the year and i think that's been a blessing in disguise uh, this year is yeah. Brown's shot has been on yeah even even though he's terrible from the corners for some reason right uh, but if if there is a opportunity to play Strather in the playoffs, I think that lineup might be the way to go just because of the aggregate defense it provides uh, but yeah the the three young guys I I am enjoying watching them every night even if it's bad, just knowing, like, these guys are quality players. Like, I feel like, yeah. you know, this far into the season at this point, they are quality players. They are NBA players. Now, whether whether they're sixth men or 11th, 12th men, I don't know if we know that yet. Um, but I know that they belong on a team, NBA yeah. team. And so that is important to me when we're, we're talking about building with this second apron um, and the salary cap restrictions that we're going to have for a, quite a few years going forward and why Booth went out and got multiple picks in this last draft too. Um, yeah, that makes
1: a ton of sense. And um, I, I think if you look at uh, the December for that matter, I think Jokic has been pretty tired, maybe a little banged up. And I think he's really just been focusing on facilitating and, Sometimes a lot of these guys will show up, but sometimes they just haven't. And I think tonight was one of those cases where he was trying his darndest to facilitate and guys just weren't, weren't executing. And and then finally he realized he had to kind of take over a little bit. And then thankfully um, Murray kind of took the torch or, you know, took the baton, so to speak from there and recognized that somebody needed to step up and he was the guy to do it just and he did last night as well It was kind of the same almost the same situation really
0: yeah yeah it was and yeah we didn't mention Jokic did foul out tonight too yeah. which i mean the game was pretty much over at that point but yeah. uh yeah some weird fouls going on in this game kind of ironic after you know we just published an article written yeah. by glenn on on Jokic and his foul calls. So go check that out at RockyMountainSN.com. But going forward, I think the schedule gets a lot easier. Um, Obviously, this game, it's a back-to-back, but it was definitely against one of the worst opponents you'll face in the NBA, especially without uh, LaMelo. And so it looks like we have... Another back to back this week against Grizzlies and Thunder, and then another one on the first week of January. And after that, we're pretty much out of the back to backs for quite a while.
1: Yeah,
0: um, and we're supposed to have an easier schedule, so I hope Jokic can get some rest. And because they all they look tired, they do. Um, but yeah, me. is there anyone else you wanted to kind of highlight or any other takeaways you had from this game?
1: Um, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the cream is rising, rising to the top. Um, You know, and, and those three guys that we talked about, Christian, Peyton and Julian, I think, I think they're part of that cream. And I think they are going to get more minutes as the season goes on. I think you're going to see further development. Um, And then I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of moves uh, by Calvin, um, you know, maybe before the trade deadline, I don't, I think it's pretty limited what we can do with the contracts that we have as far as what we have to offer. Um, But you know, it'll be interesting to see if we're able to do anything. I don't think it's dire. I'm not sitting here saying we need to trade. We've got to do something, but I would definitely like to see maybe one or two guys um, that can contribute a little bit more, especially in that backup center position. Deandre's got his role. We know how that is. And, and those those uh, matchups on certain nights make a ton of sense for DeAndre, and, and you know what you're going to get out of them, and I like that. But the other nights are big question marks at this point, and I just don't think Zeke's the guy.
0: Yeah, and I I do like Zeke as a four, so it you know it it's tough. I, to
1: yeah. What's that? Maybe he shifts over to the four and finds you know kind of new life.
0: Yeah, and I think we'll probably do a pod as it gets closer to the trade deadline on some of our candidates and scenarios Uh, that'll be a fun one to do for sure as always you know Mm -hmm. trade season's kind of nearing its beginning here uh not a ton of trades usually happen december but january tends to be where it picks up quite a bit Mm -hmm. uh so yeah it it'll be interesting to see and the nuggets are at the point where they have to do some um fine-tuning with very little assets to right. move around. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I did want to, real quick before we get out of here, um, we got a Christmas game, second year in a row. Obviously, last year's Christmas game was a thriller. Uh, dunk of the Year with Aaron Gordon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A crazy sequence there. And uh, Landry Shamet still has nightmares about it. <laughs> but, uh You know, we got – it's an early game. It's not the premier game, but we got Golden State at 1230. Uh, Obviously, Draymond Green's out for the foreseeable future. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also looking like uh, Gary Payton and Andrew Wiggins will also be out for this game, which is really interesting because we're probably going to see – forgive me if I butcher his name. I know who he is. I just – his name, Ponjemski, Ponjemski. On Zemsky,
1: oh yeah.
0: Uh will probably be in the starting lineup. So the Warriors are gonna be a small, uh, to say the least. So you know, I always I'm gonna enjoy watching the Nuggets on Christmas, but on Monday, I really hope that we play some bully ball and we abuse their small lineup. Mm-hmm. And if the Warriors make the playoffs, they need to remember this game for how physical we came out, and because you're, you're gonna have Curry, Thompson, and Ponzemski uh, out there, and I just I don't think they have the size to match up. So, looking yeah. for a big game from Michael Porter and Aaron Gordon, and uh, Jokic uh, Looney plays Jokic pretty well, but he does, but I mean, as well as anybody in the NBA, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah um. It, it, Looney's is. Um, I really like what he's turned into for the Warriors. I, I, that's the definition of a role player, if there ever was, was one. And uh, yeah, you know, th- there's been a ton of shuffling around in the Western Conference the last week or two. Uh, the Lakers went ice cold.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Rockets all of a sudden got cold. The Mavericks got pretty cold. The Clippers got really hot, even though they just dropped two. They think they've won six or seven in a row before that. Um uh and then um you know now the warriors have won four in a row and and so yeah you never know you just never know in the nba you know i i always say any team can be any team on any given night and so you can't take any nights off but yeah to your point jake i hope we just put it to them play physical and just you know put on a good christmas show
0: yeah for sure and uh i always enjoy kcp and curry going at it Mm so that'll that'll be a fun matchup to watch but, yeah, uh, I think that I'll do it for now. Uh, don't know when we'll be back, but everybody make sure to enjoy your holidays and stay safe out there. And uh, thank you for tuning in to 5280 Nuggets Fast Break, part of the Rocky Mountain Sports Network, and have a Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas. Thanks, everybody.